Hi, I'm Brandon. I'm the father of two beautiful girls. And recently I looked around my house and saw that it was full of rainbows and unicorns and mermaids. That's when I realized that this is my daughter's world and I'm just living in it. What is up, girl dads? I am getting ready to head out for my trip to New York. New York City. We're taking the whole family too, man. We are. This is going to be a big trip. I am freaking out. I'm not going to lie. The idea of bringing a four-year-old and a seven-year-old to the Big Apple has me just nervous like i'm so nervous i just remember the first time i went to the city we were on 34th street we we're going over to macy's and we were standing on the corner and within you know like it was a no walks signal and within 30 seconds there had to have been 500 people on that one corner i mean they were out they were on the street in between the cars on both directions they were shoulder to shoulder nose to tail i mean it, there were so many people we went to Times Square on like a Saturday night just to walk like we were walking through to our hotel and we couldn't get through like it was the only thing close to what Times Square was, which is a massive area, was like Disneyland during the fireworks and you're trying to leave during the fireworks show, you know, like when everybody is jammed into Main Street and there's this maybe like six inch path that they quote unquote try to clear for you so that you can leave. It's like that. It was insane. And so my biggest fear, my biggest fear is that just someone will step between me and my daughter and she'll be gone. Not Like I'm not really worried about someone just walking up and grabbing her and taking her. I'm more concerned about getting lost. Like just, just like the accident of someone in a hurry stepping between the two of us and she looks a different direction, I look a different direction, and then there's 500 people that come between us. And so, you know, part of this is just travel anxiety. Like it's our first big trip out. Like we've gone to Disneyland a bunch of times. We've gone to Disney World. All of it was within very controlled environments with lots of, you know, Disney World has lots of employees that that watch for things. They they have lines formed. Like it's a very organized system. Yes, there's a ton of people. It's big, but it is very very organized and it's very intentional it is not chaotic like a city is which is just everybody doing what everybody is doing so i am i am nervous I, part of it is just travel anxiety part of it is uh real danger real fear of going into such a big place and knowing that i have one very good listener and one not not the best listener um but I think that once we get going, we always travel really well. There are even my my not as good listener is usually a pretty good listener when we're traveling. She she's not not fighting us quite as much. So I thought I would talk about like what it what it takes to go to travel with our kids. I, I know I'm I'm talking like I have all this grand experience, but we we basically what is the traveling that we have done with our our full family so we have done two trips to florida we only had one kid on our first trip we had two kids on our second trip to florida we have done multiple uh road trips to california which is about a six hour drive uh, 
seven if you include all the potty breaks, both to San Diego and to to Los Angeles and with uh, Disneyland in both of the and in, in the LA trips. And so we've traveled a lot with them, even though we've gone to the same places. We've we've traveled a lot. Not all of our trips were successful either, you know. Like, and I, I'll dig into a Disneyland specific trip later. Like once we're getting, like I think we're planning on doing a a Disney trip uh, at the beginning of next year. So I'll talk more specific about preparing for Disney then. But this is more just like about traveling with your kids. So one, uh, if if you remember, I had an interview. Uh, with a lady a, a little while back where she took her kid everywhere. And I was like, that is fantastic. I think that's right. Because one of the things that I think we tend to worry about is just like the stress of having a kid when we travel is just too much. And so we would rather not take them. And I think that's not the correct thing. Now, if you're doing like a a baby moon or, or a second honeymoon or something like that, like you need husband wife time. For sure, you absolutely do. And so it's okay to go on a husband-wife trip and not bring the kids if it's intentional for that purpose to strengthen that relationship. But but if you're just traveling because you can't be burdened with your kids, I don't think that's good. Because it one, we need to teach them how to travel. Two, vacation time is important time with our kids, man. It's when we get to let loose. I've talked about this already, but I mean like it's super important for bonding. Like bring your kids along. And so if we're, if we're going to bring them, like what is the most important thing, the biggest part of traveling with kids? And my answer is to plan, over-prepare, over-plan, over-schedule, overdo it. Like for the months and months leading up to it, just freak out about every single detail that you can. Okay, like every single detail, like spend months just going bonkers, trying to to hammer out every detail that you can. So the way that my family works, my wife is a planner and she is an obsessive planner. And it drove when we got married, to be honest with you, it drove me drove me nuts. I couldn't handle it because I didn't plan really anything ever at all. And so we kind of figured that out a little bit. And so what we do now is that like, she's the planner and I'm kind of the executor. Like I I execute the plan. And I've found that there's a tremendous amount of freedom in a well put together plan. Okay. So like I can enjoy myself more when I don't have to think about all of the variables and all of the things that have to happen. Like, how are we going to get, how are we going to get to this place? We're going to New York. So like, how are we going to get to the Statue of Liberty and do this? Oh, and the seat of Brooklyn Bridge. What are we going to do? Like all those questions are all gone because it's in the plan. So now you're just going, you're in the moment, you're focused on the family, you're focused on the trip, you're focused on all these things. And so having that framework gives me more freedom when I'm traveling. And now that I'm going to the big city and freaking out, I can put extra energy into making sure that my kids are safe. So in that though, is and one of the rubs that we had when we were figuring that out is I was like, you can't plan for everything. Like you can't figure everything out and expect, because one of the problems that we had is that like when we had a plan and it didn't go according to plan, like it would really stress my wife out. And I was like, look, man, this crap happens, you know, like this is why I don't plan, which is not, you know, neither one of our responses was the correct response, but we've 
figured out how to account for that, right? So like, I was like, you can't plan for everything. My wife was like, I need to plan for everything. So what's in the middle? The middle ground is that you plan for the unexpected. And I know that sounds stupid because I hate the phrase, expect the unexpected. If you can, if you could expect it, then it wouldn't be unexpected. That's a stupid phrase. It's not paradoxical. It's dumb. You can for, you can, I'm sorry, you can plan for unexpected things to happen. And so what does that mean? It means you create buffers and that could be in your schedule. That could be in your packing. That could be in your budget. Any of those things you, you create buffers, you know, just like you're, you're doing a home project, like we're getting ready to retile our house. What do we do? We put in the 10% contingency. We bought 10% more tile than we needed. Why? Because crap happens. Like that's a normal construction thing you do. You include t- extra 10% to make sure that you can account for all the random things that are going to go wrong. You do the same thing when you're planning, right? If, if you're looking at the weather and you're like, oh, I don't know about the weather. It could be up and down. You'd be like, okay, well, you build in a buffer. You you add a layer or you take out, you know, something like that. If you think, oh, I'm traveling. I might bring home a bunch of tchotchke. You, pl- you pack accordingly. You don't know if you're going to bring home tchotchke. Like I'm going to travel. I might find a hundred things I love and want to bring home. I might find zero. I don't know. I Me, mean, like weather is a good one, right? It's, it's better to go prepared than to not have it. But there's a balance, right? We're going to New York and we're doing just carry on. So we can't bring everything. But what we can do is we can plan for unexpected showers because that's something that happens. So we have a little umbrella for all of us. And we know that, hey, if we're walking, you know what? We will just keep walking or we'll find a little place to sit under a thing and if it doesn't rain then we'll just keep going and so in the plan we have contingencies or we have buffers or we have something that if something goes wrong it's okay we can keep moving forward it might not go as exactly as it was planned before but it's not derailed it's not going to be a speed train accident right like where everybody is just running around on fire and screaming and mad because we've had those vacations too where it was miserable for everybody because the plan broke down and we were so strict and holding on to exactly what the plan said that we failed that we had a miserable time and so we've learned to to over plan at the beginning so that we've accounted for as many variables as possible so that there's freedom in the framework and that our minds can focus on our time with our kids and the safety of our kids, but also that our plan is a direction, not necessarily a, a standard operating procedure that must be followed like the directions of an Ikea build, right? It is a direction. We are going to go in this direction to try to achieve these things in this day, and we're going to roll with the blows. And, and so we can then plan for everything so that we are prepared so that way our, our momentum isn't stopped. We can keep moving forward through our plan. It doesn't ruin our trip. And we can have the freedom to really enjoy the time with our family. Thank you for listening, folks. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share this with all those girl dads you know. I just want to give one last quick shout out to Inkledo. Thank you for making this podcast possible. Uh, I encourage all of you to please go get some of their delicious coffee or join into one of their meaningful conversations. You can find Inkledo podcast everywhere that podcasts are streamed.